invading the Los Angeles Airport Marriott. Prepare yourself for three non-stop days of horror as the Days of the Dead convention returns to Los Angeles. For more information, go to daysofthedead.net. I know what you want. I know you want your uh, taste of our usual stupidity that you've grown to love over the past three years. So, Phil, Captain, 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 are you a thousand my asshole, chum? And Phil, what time is it? Well, hook it up! Hook it up! Hook us to the left! Hook us to the right! Hook us all the time! Hook it up! Happy? Okay, so um, go to facebook.com slash California and get all the information about the celebration, our party that we always have. We usually head out with a gathering of people to celebrate this. If you want to come out and show your love, cool. If you want to come out to a public place and tell us to shut the fuck up, hey, more the merrier. No, we're going back in time. Alright, gotta go back inside. Because we're gonna why not back to the future. I know that sounds kinda weird that we're why not in back to the future. <laughs> I know. Yeah, most of the people say back to the future, it's like freaking duh. You heard it correctly, we are doing a why not or like we did in the past episode. We're why not in back to the future. <laughs> yeah. And there's some people out there that might be thinking, why not in back to the future? For the ones that are thinking you're why not in back to the future. As in a duh? Yeah, yeah. There, There's no real answer no, to that. it's kind of like, it's like, I don't go, why not, to Back to the Future? I sit down, I'm like, I don't want to watch freaking Back to the Future. Yeah. But then there's that random handful of people who are like, eh, movies yeah. haven't read it. It's Back to the Future, why not that? For those people, mm-hmm. press stop now, go away, we don't want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. those, <laughs> those few that have gone their, their entire adult life and not seeing the movie. You know of the movie, Check but you pulse. don't know anything about it or what happens. It's a car movie, isn't it? Go away. Yeah, just go away. You're, yeah. you're listening to the wrong podcast. Go yeah, away. Yeah, come on. You cannot You cannot be a fan of Nowhere, California and not have sat and watched this movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, see, it's just a foreign concept to me. It's like, who the hell would this... If, if, if you can't uh, hear it, Phil's getting shaky hand now with his, like, I'm going to punch somebody. Yeah, I, <laughs> how can you not? Uh, okay, I'm all right. Okay, so let's just go right into the usual why nots. Uh, the the protocol for why not is first, let's go with the budget and let's all see right. if it made its budget. All right. Okay. It is Back to the Future came out in 1985. The budget for which was $19 million estimated. And opening weekend, uh, okay, now get this. They have it, they have it in euros. Oh, you got the, um... Uh, well, I've got, I've got the entire thing down. No, no. Oh, See, that's the way it was. Yeah. They're, they're showing us the British pounds. Oh, nice. So, okay, okay. The domestic gross for it from January, this is as of January 1986, okay? And this is this American is, gross? This is a year, the American gross. One hundred ninety-seven billion nine hundred two thousand two hundred ninety-four. So I think I have a I have a suspicion that it may have made some of its money back. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll say okay, suspicion. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, but they made some. But it shows it shows that this movie was groundbreaking. Yeah, it was at the right place, right time, right cast, right people. Everything. Speaking so of place. the right cast and right people. Now, fun fact. I don't know how to talk about this. Okay, okay. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, this is just one of those movies I don't know how to tackle first. But, yeah. Okay, we will That's start. the reason we're breaking this apart in the three-part why not. Okay, I'm going to take a breather. Okay, here we go. We have the cast. we got Michael J. Fox. As Marty McFly. Oh, yeah. The role that pretty much uh, brought him to the map with yeah. family ties. Uh-huh. He was too busy doing this to do Teen Wolf 2, and God bless him. God bless him on that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I love Teen Wolf 1, but I like Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and, and the one thing you do learn about how much he really wanted to do Back to the Future, he went 24 hours basically working yeah. throughout this. He'd go do his commitments to family ties, get a little bit, get in the car, get to set, get a little bit of sleep, before getting to set a Back to the Future, work on Back to the Future several hours, and start the day again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I've got, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of hard work there. I mean, I uh, talking about how, you know, he was basically his own agency. He would stand by this payphone and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, you know, this is just Michael J. Fox's story yeah. to start him, but this is one of those things I'm so glad this was a success yeah. tool for him. Uh, I, I enjoy the guy... 
in almost everything he's in. But this is the one that I go to. It's kind of like, he's just so fun to watch. There's, there is a charm about Michael J. Fox. He's had, I, it's that na- he has a natural charm to him that just like, he's that type of guy. You know he's not that person that he's in front of the camera smiling and everything, gets offset and starts smacking around puppies. No, no, he's not bad. <laughs> he just, he, he sells who, um, you know, like, who he is, so much of what he, uh, so much of a little piece of him yeah. is in every single character that he's played, and Marty, I think, is a real, is a real, is a real close one. Yeah, it's I one think that's as close to the real Michael J. Fox that you're going to get to know. And then we jump into Doc Brown, played by Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, who really, this, this is another one, I mean, uh, he, he was a, he's a comedic actor, and this made his career, too, I mean, yeah. Uh, he did. He did several things prior to this. Yeah. Well, you got him in Taxi. You get him in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and a lot of great roles. But this is—he uh, is one of the greatest mentors I think yeah. to ever uh, grace. Uh, you know, he's up there with Merlin. Oh, he's, exactly. He's one of the greatest mentors to ever uh, grace cinema. Honestly, you look at probably uh, the genealogy of the Doc Brown family. Merlin's probably there somewhere. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, along with those scholars, but uh, Christopher Lloyd. Created this really eccentric, brilliant character, and uh, absolutely brought him to life. And uh, above all, both the oh man, do it the chemistry. Uh, yeah, the way that him that and they Fox work together, play off each other. I mean, there's an age barrier. I think um, I think at this point, Christopher uh, Lloyd is in his forties, yeah, and uh, Michael J. Fox was in his twenties, yeah. But they are just bumping uh, cues off each other. Yeah. Uh, Working off each other, playing off each other, uh, so so phenomenally, uh, and that these are our leads, yeah, and it's great. And then um, rounding out the cast, you got Crispin Glover as both his father in present time yeah. and his father in the past, Young. and Leah Thompson as his mother. Uh, we got these wonderful makeup effects, yes, yeah. uh, groundbreaking, uh, groundbreaking makeup effects. I mean, I actually saw them when you and I went to go see Back to the Future. Um, they wanted to portray uh, Christopher Lloyd as a little older. Yeah, um, he's actually playing, I think, probably a guy that's supposed to be in his sixties. Uh, yeah, I'd say about sixties. He or was so. in his forties here. Yeah, uh, but you can see that he's got like a little makeup thing on his neck, the jowls and everything. And yeah. um, I'm, 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 I'm skipping here. They explain that they, I think they, they, they work away to get Christopher Lloyd out of the makeup by saying that he went to a rejuvenation clinic yeah, the and end, he takes all that shit out. Where we're building the Back to the Future too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll touch up on that later, but you know, but you could still, there's all these groundbreaking makeup yeah. effects that are already there to age the characters from 1955 to 1985. Yeah, and then we uh, also um, do another great makeup job and another great acting job by Tom, Tom Wilson as Biff. Oh, yes. He is my favorite bully. Oh, yes. Uh, as far as... Great antagonist. Oh, uh, yeah. Perfect timing on being kind of a moron, yeah. but still being a bully moron. Uh, he, you know, you just, you know, I bet that's just, it's probably a character that is so far, that's not him. He's yeah. probably like the nicest guy in the world. I have seen him live doing stand-up comedy. He's hilarious. And yeah. I got to talk to him oh, a little bit afterwards. Very, very nice dude. Uh, you know, the, I, the thing is, but the way he plays Biff, it's like, I'm like, you're not really an asshole. You're yeah. doing, you're playing asshole too much. And I think it's, that's kind of the reason why, last couple things I've heard about him, uh-huh. that uh, Tom Wilson has said, like, he really doesn't like talking about Back to the Future anymore. That's a shame. Yeah, which... I don't blame him on it, too, because there's, like, those people, like, we've talked in the past about Wedge oh. from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, I don't want to talk about Star Wars. Like, I don't know who the hell you were in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. But this is Biff. Yeah, and you got to think, he probably gets so much grief from people and gets so mm-hmm. many... Probably the same thing that William Atherton gets being Walter Peck. Exactly. William Atherton's probably, a, you know, once again, you know, Walter Ath- William Atherton, very nice guy. But he played this bad guy in this franchise, and I mean, an entire school bus rolled down the windows and went, "Hi, Dickless." Yeah. I mean, uh, God knows what, uh, what, uh, what what death goes through. Yeah, but also too, you gotta think he probably throws it out there like, "I really don't like talking about it." But if you, I don't want to say if you approach him as a person, a person, not going just a person. A person. Hey, Beth! No, 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 no. Hey, come I, a tree, get out of here. No, I would like to sit down and go, um, "You did a good job." Playing the bully and playing the foil You're for the actor. past twenty nine years, uh, I enjoyed watching you in those movies and everything that you've done since. I'm really bummed that I haven't seen more of you. Yeah. I enjoyed you. You're a damn good actor. You That's what I would. Like. Yeah. He does. He does. He 
He deserves his star on the Walk of Fame. I mean, yeah. uh, but the way he he just he betrayed him so perfectly. Oh yeah. See, there's just there's so much positive. There's so much drowning in this movie that <laughs> there's so many uh, dominoes that are just in the right spot. Oh, just exactly. go wow. Yeah, and then wow. you you look at we looked at the cast there, and then you gotta look at the ringleader of the whole thing is the director, Robert Zemeckis. Oh, yeah, and he's the same one who did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. This is the man that got Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Daffy Duck to share screen time. Yeah. That is a feat that you just can't do today. You, you, it will never happen again. No! No! People uh, forget just how much of a miracle that is, and that man made it happen. Yeah, and I, I almost, uh, I'd almost say, since we just recently lost uh, Eddie Valiant, uh, Bob Hoskins. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever see that... Uh, we'll never see the CG recreation or sequel. Yeah, we'll never see the Roger Rabbit sequel, which is kind of sad, but also, too, no. it cements Roger Rabbit as that moment in time. It does, and it also cements Bob Hoskins somewhere, um, you know, he, he's at. You know, I mean, the thing is, he will always be. Eddie Valiant. Oh, There'll yeah. never be another one. And, um, and also Mario. And, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, he says that is that's his one regret in life, and if that's his one regret, more power to oh, him. Oh, yeah, exactly. And uh, I almost, I would say that if that is a regret to him, he, it's probably one of those laughing regrets. Like, yeah, why exactly. the hell did I do that? Yeah, why did I do that? But, you know, I'm glad he did, because yes. I enjoy Super Mario Brothers, because I love Bob Hoskins. Yeah, exactly. And I will miss him. You know, I loved him so much. You know how much I, I, I detest Katie's Katie Stewart. Yeah. Because this was, um, he was uh, one of the seven dwarves, or he was one of the dwarves. Yeah. CG. Um, because it was technically his last movie, I went out and bought the Snow White and the Huntsman. Well, from what I've heard about that movie, it's a good movie. It's an okay movie. Yeah. But, you know, th that's all about Bob and Zemeckis. And, uh, you know, <laughs> rest, in, re rest in peace, Bob. I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed your retirement before you went. Yeah. And then, um, but also back to Zemeckis. You, you, you look at his canon. What he's revolutionized with the Polar Express and everything. It's honestly, it started with Back to the Future because if I remember correctly, Roger mm -hmm. Rabbit was after Back to the Future. It was. Yeah. So the ideas and everything, you know, the mind that dude has when he's developing mm -hmm. the idea for the DeLorean, which, if I remember correctly, initially was going to be uh, like a phone booth or like a refrigerator or something. It was going to yeah. be that type of time machine. But the idea came across where it's like, well, he's going to need to travel easily. So let's make a machine into a car. Yeah. Now, we're getting on to one of the greatest, one of the greatest picture cars oh, yes. ever devised in history. The Back to the Future Time Machine DeLorean. The DeLorean. The DeLorean, the car that was developed by some dude named DeLorean to smuggle coke. I know that's not the correct story, but... Uh, yeah, it. yeah, there, but you know what? Take it away, buddy. This is your Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, Back to the Future is mine, my mecca, my Ghostbusters, and that DeLorean, that car, symbolizes so much. Like, I recently started collecting the DeLorean. I got my mm -hmm. three DeLoreans now. I got the 124 scale models of those. I'm yeah. going to be getting the Funko one here soon, too. Well, the Lego. You're going to get oh, the Lego. Oh, yeah, the Lego. It's a given. Okay, okay you're going to get the yeah. Lego. And it's like we've said, the DeLorean, the Mr. Fusion that we get at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's the end of the movie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a Mr. Mr. Fusion at the end of the movie, and that leads into the flying car. Yeah, the, that'll be on later. That, that'll be later with barcode. I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah we'll. Uh, see, I want so much we got. I want. I want to cover this, but I'm like, we're, we're gonna we're, when we cover the whole franchise. Like I said, I don't want to repeat myself, so I will focus on the thing at hand. Well, we'll be spreading these out for the next couple months, leading into a full-on cross-examination of the full franchise, which we'll bring in our cohorts, Nick and Doug, in on. Oh, absolutely, because yeah. I gotta, I, I really gotta hear their thoughts on it, because you know, just like, um, like Ghostbusters, I don't hear anybody, I know we joked about it in the beginning, it's like, oh, if you haven't seen this movie, get the hell out of here. Yeah. I have not seen anybody who has not seen this movie. I don't know anybody who has not seen the movie, and I do not know anybody that says, oh, I hate that movie. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, but, uh, least, another, another, another part to the DeLorean that we definitely need to make uh, bring up here is the flux capacitor. Oh, the thing that makes time travel oh, possible. possible. There we go. Now, that's that's a fun little piece of flashing lights. Yeah. Oh, the time circuits. The time circuits and everything. Uh, the, 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 little, the little dial. I mean, the, the, this prop yeah. is... Awesome. Yeah, it, and that's a little thing, too. They, that's what probably Zemeckis and everybody's looking at the Lorraine going, okay, this is going to be a cool prop. Everybody's going to like the flashing lights and everything. 
It became more than a prop. It became a it, character. Itself. It was a character. Yes, thank yeah. you. It it was. Yeah, you were going to say something, Alicia. Oh, Alicia! Now look, she doesn't hate the movies. She loves the movies. Loves the thing. She actually gets a headache with the concept of time travel. Oh yeah, because there's all the, the this this is the thing that um, you, Matt, and I dis- uh, discussed when we were talking about the uh, you know the the paradox theories and oh, stuff yeah. like that. There's so many rules. Exactly. You know, that you go back and forth on. I think one of her favorites is actually The Time Machine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, but once again, doesn't hate the movie. Oh, yeah. She thinks that the, the story is uh, great. The the thing is, um, you know, the thing is, like, like I said, I'm, I was trying to bring up something that's close to somebody that's not liking it, but it's like, it's like you know, you can't figure out time travel because, you know, it's anybody can write any rules. But exactly. I love, this one did kind of set the bar. Yeah, it, for future time traveling films. Exactly, it did it like with uh, Bill and Ted, and all the other time travel, even up to Hot Tub Hot Tub Time Machine. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. most recently, it wasn't a full on time travel movie, but we do get kind of a nod to the legacy of Back to the Future and A Million Ways. A Million Ways to Die in the West with uh, Doc Brown's camera. Oh, I am going to totally dork on this one. You know how the story now? Those of you who haven't seen A Million Ways to Die in the West, the story takes place. In 1882. Yeah. Um, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Now, this is a funny joke. I am not going to deny it. It's a funny yeah. joke. He goes and he sees Doc Brown working uh, uh, on the time machine. Yeah. Going, it's a weather experiment. It's a weather experiment. Right? Yeah. Now, here is where I'm going to totally dork up. Yeah. When he went back into the Old West, he went into 1985, and he was only there for three months before he got shot. Yeah. He wouldn't have been there in 1882. That's my yeah. little thing, but that's okay. That I'm going to be the dick in this moment. Oh, I love this. Okay. He, he, he was in Hill Valley uh-huh. in 1885. That's when the note was sent. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean he may have got blasted into 1882 uh-huh. into the this part of the West where McFarland's at at that time mm-hmm. trying to get the DeLorean up and running oh, come on, and you, getting to Hill Valley. You know how that DeLorean works. It takes you back in time. It will not take you to a different area. It'll take you back to a space in time. Where he was, he was already in Hill Valley. He would have wound up in back in, in the past in Hill Valley. I don't care what kind of lightning struck it. He wouldn't have wound up in 1882 in another part of the freaking West. Bill put down the knife. I'm put no, no. I'm I'm taking it that and my wiener, and I'm slapping you in the face with that and the knife at the same time. Why would you have to go wiener? I don't know because you 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 tested me. You don't ever challenge me. I can't believe you. And if you're gonna back it up, back it up like a man with some logic. No, you didn't. Okay, you know how that machine works. Yes, I do. You know how it works. You're just trying to poop with me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to control myself here, dude. Yeah, we, you, okay. you just said wiener, and then you said boop. Yeah. Uh, uh dick. Fuck. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay, but back to the cameo and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you saw uh, Million Ways to Die Noise, you saw it twice already. Saw it twice. Second time, it was... It exploded. A lot of people reaction. It really got a reaction. I didn't get any reactions in my theater. Oh, my God. Doc Brown came up and did his line. It was another experiment. And put the thing over. Dead silent theater. Me in the back laughing my ass off because I have a pulse. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm thinking like, oh god, if I was thinking correctly, that dead silent theater. Oh, weather experiment. Dead silence me going. It's fucking Back to the Future. Get a fucking clown, you stupid moron. I'm hanging here. Fuck this shit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you wrote this movie for me. But you know what? I just thought of something, and I'm not going to bring it up until we uh, ground up the franchise. But I yeah. think I actually can. Rationalize why this is an older, um, you know, an older Christopher Lloyd, an older Doc Brown in 1882. I could actually, I do believe, I can actually rationalize it and make it canon. And I think I can probably do it too because I think I know where you're going on this. You know we'll where talk, I'm going with this. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about off mic. We'll save it for our cross examination. Okay, well, good. But, but I'm just, I'm just saying that out there, just in case there are other people that know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm getting this out there so you're not sitting there going, oh, you motherfucker, I'm going to drop kick you. I mean, you, you get, there are people that love this as much as I do that are getting just as worked up as I just did, and they want to drop kick my ass. Yes. So, and, and but that's one of the things. But also, too, to have something that's that's that 
actually, yeah. yeah. But also throw out there, if you really want to drop kick us, write us. Facebook.com slash no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we love internet hate. Yeah, uh, well, we've got one hate thing so far in our almost three years. Yeah, we, we would really like to have more. Yeah, we want hate us. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're masochistic that way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now spank me and call me daddy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, but th- there's th- more to talk about. There, there's so much more. Like uh, um, how we we're talking about th- this movie is uh, kind of a touchstone. It's a milestone movie for a lot of people. Like when we went and saw mm-hmm. Back to the Future at the Classic Showcase at Cinemark, there was a family in front of us, and they had a little kid with them. That I almost guarantee is probably that kid's first time seeing that. And movie. isn't that just the perfect way to introduce them well, yeah, to in the Back theater. to the Future? Is in the theater. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that that's what's gonna. I know. I'm sorry if I keep going back to this, but they're they're just so hand in hand. When when Ghostbusters gets re released for its real big yeah thing, uh, because they're they're doing something where they're working in the deleted scenes or something like that. Uh, for, well, no, for the Blu-ray release, but not. I think. I think oh no, 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 no! Uh, according to Ernie Hudson, yeah, he says that they're going to release the first movie with the deleted scenes in it. Oh shit! This is what he said. So it's like a director's cut. Yeah, he nice. said that uh, a director's cut will be at the Niagara Falls. Now he could uh, he could be misunderstanding and thinking that it's the uh, you know the special uh, never before seen features of Ghostbusters two, yeah. which is where I uh, stand in. But he has said it twice, and that's what he said at the Niagara that's, Falls. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. And that's what I. Could only hope for too. Like, we, like we said, we went and saw it, and this is like probably the I'd say probably a third time they've shown Back to the Future in the classic movie showcase, mm-hmm. and I think each time I've been to it. Yeah, and, and it's just it's a, it's a fun one to touch up on. Um, one thing I guess we're well, okay. C- can we delve into um, you know we, we talked about the toys, we talked about the actors. How about story? Oh yes, definitely. Let, uh, there's more you can well, say on the story, or, or, or do you want to cover something else before we? Well, like how we uh, were just talking about that family that was. Oh, go ahead. I, I uh, that's the one thing I like as I realized that the kid was probably the first time they that he they've was, seen it. I was like, oh, I gotta talk to him. I gotta talk to him, and that's the reason. Like afterwards, I made sure to like go, hey, um, in Pasadena, there's this place place called the Gamble House. That's Doc Brown's house. Go check it out. And, and they seemed very tickled. Yeah, they seemed excited to do it. And that's the one cool thing about fan- fandom. When you f- talk to the right people and everything, you tell them like, that l- those little pieces of info, like, they never... Like, before I even knew about the Gamble House. Mm-hmm. Like, if I would have, like, been like, oh, I really would like to see Doc Brown's house or some kind of set to the Back to the Future, and then I found out about the Gamble House, I'm like, oh, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like um, if... You know, I would I would love to go see like the um, the the interior the the house that was used for the interior the firehouse of Ghostbusters. Oh, I'd yeah. love to go visit that puppy. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, but that's that's up on blocks, and uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be used again. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Cr- crossing our fingers, crossing our fingers there. But yeah, the story. Let's jump into the story of Back to the Future. The oh, a uh, little question for you: yeah. Do you own a piece of uh, uh, history now? I mean, can you get oh, yeah. or? I don't think so because nobody saw us do it. Because oh, go ahead, dude. Well, well, yeah, you gotta tell them. Yeah, I gotta tell the story. Um, yeah. Recently, me and our friend Doug, um, I went down to, I took a, a carpool ride with uh, Doug to his work because I have a season pass to Universal Studios, mm-hmm. saved some money. I jumped a ride with him. He dumped me off at Universal as he went to work for the day. I went to Universal. He picked me up, and I went home. But before. He went to work and I went to Universal. We went to the Gamble House mm-hmm. again. And I took my Doc Brown Funko. <laughs> so we took pictures all around the house with the the Doc Brown Funko holding it and everything, being total dorks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, total dorks as we can be because we're damn cool dorks. Yeah, <laughs> of course we are because we're there, man. Yeah, and we took a picture. The book There's a bookstore next to the Gamble House. And we're looking at it and we're like, this is Doc's garage. <laughs> because we're looking at like how the... Security doors are down. These wo- big wooden doors that they use to close up when they're closed. They're like, this is it. So we're like, okay, let's get the Funko back out, take some pictures. We tried to stand the Funko up somewhere, get a good shot of it. There was a loose brick nearby, near the Gamble House. So we took the brick, set it down, took the pictures and everything, and we got ready to leave. And Doug's like, take the brick, take the brick. <laughs> I was like, you, you, I was like, you didn't have to tell me twice. We bolted for the car. So you own a piece yeah. of the Gamble House. Well, Doug has it right now. He, we're going to be in the process of getting it split four ways. So. <laughs> there's right, but right now there's a custody thing. Yeah. Well, no, it's not really custody. No, 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 it's, just, it's in his car. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. That's so yeah. Cool. So all four of us, the core group, 
Oh, that we'll is cool. We'll get a piece of history here. That is cool. Oh, and there's now, no statute of limitations. It's a brick. It's a brick. You can't find us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's split four ways. Yeah, and as we were leaving, the only person that was there, because we were there early, uh-huh. it was a dude sweeping, <laughs> cleaning up the area, and he probably saw us going, dumbasses, they would... They have a hundred of these bricks. I put that brick out last week. Yeah, just fucking with us. But to us, it's it's the piece of history. It's we a want. piece of Americana, man. Yeah. So now we can delve into the story. Yes, the I'm going to let you do the honors on this. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the story basically falls in around the life of Marty McFly, mm-hmm. played by Michael J. Fox, and he uh, gets called to the Twin Pines Mall at first. Yeah. To help his friend Doc Brown with a certain experiment. Yeah. We learn about Marty's life and everything. Kind of a whole home life. Oh, and I don't know if you noticed this, but you kind of get all of Doc's life. Um, and the very beginning with the clocks. Yeah. There's all these newspaper articles that are telling you the the tragic story of the Doc Brown fortune lost and all this. Yeah. All this is on this... I, I didn't notice those really before. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just a little... But it's, That's kind of shows you the... How this movie is because you don't see that anymore in credits, opening no. credits. It's pretty much you sit down, the movie starts. Mm-hmm. It's not you sit down and you're brought into the movie. Yeah, you, you get told what's going on. Like the last movie that really did anything like that was The Watchmen. Exactly. I know I have my love hate with The Watchmen, but that opening credits sequence in The Watchmen was freaking beautiful. I like the song. Yeah. yeah, but then also too, this opening sequence for Back to the Future gives you everything you need to know. Oh man, well. Yeah, all those little things. He's clearly left everything on. Yeah, but he's called into the Twin Pines. The Twin Pines Mall. But like I said, we learn about Marty's life. His parents are kind of schlubs. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's be- still being pushed uh, by uh, uh, his father. His father's still, still being, being pushed uh, around by uh, his old high school bully, Biff. who is now Biff, who is now his supervisor. Yeah, which is always a weird thing. Yeah. And then you just learn about the life and everything. But then that night, Marty heads to the Twin Pines Mall. Mm-hmm. For Doc's experiment, where he learns he's figured out time travel. Yeah, he he has finally figured it out. Yeah, he has finally put all uh, got all the things there, and he's there to test it. So when he goes to test it, uh, most people know this. Uh, all, to, to get to get the point across of how time travel works, he gets he takes the machine and he makes it go eighty eight miles per hour. Goes in there. He, t- he puts his dog in his there. His dog in there. Yeah, there you go. Puts Einstein in there and does the experiment, which leaves two trails of flaming tire tracks. And the signature tires. And then you get you're going to see some serious shit. Yes. <laughs> and then you got the out of time license plate that spins. And this is where uh, I, love, I love where the re- uh, reality goes. Michael J. Fox just doing his thing with the time. He goes, "Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, Jesus Christ, Doc! You disintegrated Einstein!" Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not what's going on. Like any of us would be like, "Oh, cool." No, we'd be probably reacting the same way, going, "Oh, exactly." What the fuck did you do? What the hell are you doing? What the hell am I involved with? And I just recorded this shit. Oh my god! I'm, a, I'm an accomplice. <laughs> yeah, there's all of this that's going on, and then when he brings up the whole thing, it's like, "No, no, no it's when the hell are they?" And all yeah, this yeah. stuff, and then he goes, "What I've done is sent them two minutes into the future." And, and how it works is they're in the middle shooting shit. He's talking about how well I thought if you're gonna make a time tra- a time machine into a car, why not go with the style? And besides, the Titanic. He was about to give us some serious plot reasons yeah. of why this sucker's a DeLorean. And he goes, "Look out!" And then the car appears two minutes later, which is the time that he sent the. And Einstein's perfectly fine. The thing's covered in frost. Uh huh. And, and then uh, Doc goes into the whole thing that the fact that it's nuclear. It's yeah, it's run. It runs on plutonium. Yeah, and cue the Libyans. <laughs> yes, the people that he got the plutonium from. They come. They sh- they they kill Doc. Yeah, they shoot him down. And Marty. They go after Marty. Yeah, they go after Marty. Marty's only escape is the uh, the Delorean. So he gets in there, but he when he gets in the car, he activate. He accidentally activates the time circuits. Now. He's about to go into 1955, and the reason he does this is because Doc Brown well, punched back. it. He punched. Well, no, no, he was going into the future. Yeah, he was going into the future. He forgot to set it. He was, he was, he was showing uh, Marty how to use the thing. He goes, and a date just popped into his head, and it was you know, November, 15, November 15, 1955. That was when he thought of time travel. Exactly. And he let it was already programmed in. Okay, yeah. so he. Uh, 
He goes up to 88, and he travels instantly, and he hits. This timing was great. He runs into a, uh, a scarecrow, and he's like, ah! And then crashes into the barn, and they were in 1955, where uh-huh. this is like, huh. And this is, <coughs> if I remember correctly, as a point of trivia, which we'll cover more oh. of this trivia later. Oh, yeah. He lands onto the, the pine farm. Yes, the Twin Pines farm. Which later... He destroys the one of the pine trees. Pine trees and becomes and the single pine, the lone pine mall. The lone pine mall. Yeah. If you don't, if you have not noticed that, it, because it's it's kind it's of an subtle. It, it's a very subtle thing to miss. In the beginning, when he first shows up to the Twin Pines Mall, you see the big sign mm-hmm. gives the time Twin Pines Mall. When he's heading back to try to save Doc from the shooting. It's now the Lone Pine. The, all three of the movies have those little have little details that are just so much fun. Yeah, and that's another thing that makes the movie so awesome. And yes. that, we'll delve more into that. In we are, we are going to do that. But yeah, yeah, and he gets back into town and everything, ditches the DeLorean because you're not exactly going to be rolling through town in a freaking DeLorean. No, exactly. And he's out of gas anyway. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Of, he's out of plutonium. He's out of gas. He can't get back. Yeah. he is stuck. So we get him in the 1955 version of Hill Valley where he meets his dad. Yep. He yeah. runs into his father. Yes. And then he runs into Goldie Wilson, setting him on his path to mm-hmm. the mayor, mayorhood. Right. <laughs> Adam yep. Goldie Wilson used to work and at this the diner a, yep. as a mop jockey. Yep. And the worst thing that happens is the thing that was supposed to make his parents meet. Yeah. He pushes. Intervenes. Yeah, he intervenes. And his mother... Winds up falling in love for With him, him, which is it's oh it's icky. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, not thinking about it because he doesn't really know understand what it, he he has not yet comprehended what he's done. Yeah, as far as he was concerned, he was trying to save his dad. Exactly, but then also too, he's looking at his dad going, "He's a peeping tom. He's a perv." <laughs> yeah, it, it was hilarious. So he was not in his right frame yeah. of mind. But then he goes, you know, to meet up with Doc, try to convince him that he has this thing. And he goes, oh, no, no, I'll just kick it here. And he goes, oh, wait a minute. Was there anything that you haven't done? Oh, I kind of ran into my parents. Oh, and then and that's, where, the paradox. That, that's where he goes. That's where he goes, oh, great, Scott, let me see your, you know, you your, picture. That, that picture of your family. And we're noticing that members of the family are starting to vanish from the photo. Yes. And this is where things that already... We're already, some serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> Marty has is is in the process of changing time, and time is changing yeah. with him to where he may not exist. Yeah. Uh, so uh, already, so th- th- this has set the boundaries of you don't screw around with time yeah. travel, and and that sets the the bar for all time travel movies after that. Yes, because all of you them never do. No, you, all of them do this because there's always something catastrophic that happens, and this is the bar. Well, honestly, too, the only time travel movie I've ever seen that purposely screws with time. With a positive outlook on it, was Quantum Leap. Well, no, Quantum Leap TV series. I'm talking movie. Oh, oh, a movie. Okay, Hot Tub Time Machine. And it took them that Ah. many years to decide to do it. Right. Because it needed to be done correctly. Yes. For Hot Tub Time Machine, yes, it was done tug in cheek, but it was done correctly. Though it had to be a comedic aspect of it. You can't do really dramatic movie. No. Or a movie like Back to the Future, which is comedy drama action. And mm. screw with time, and then be like, "Hey, we're good." Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it can't, it, it can't be done that way. And I still have yet to see Hot Tub Time Machine. It's okay. I, I know. It's, uh, well, that's where it's at. It's, it's at the okay level. Yeah, it's at the okay level. It's good. It's it's a good watch. I'll admit to you. Oh yeah. It won't be a why not, but but but, but yeah. At least at least I'll know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, they, after the intervention with uh, Doc, then realizing, okay, we got to make sure that you're, my you're, parents meet. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, although basically that's the whole setup, uh, you know, of, it, of, of all this happening um, in the in the process. Yeah, we we all have to, uh, you know, to this little adventure. He's trying to make sure. Hey, ask Lorraine out. He's yeah. trying to make sure that this uh, happens. And, and then every time, like uh, George McFly gets close to doing it, something happens something where watches it. Marty or Calvin mm-hmm. Klein, as he's known, yes, is more prominent in Lorraine's eyes, mm-hmm. and. It, Leads to the prom night. Yeah, and this is the this is the night where they're, they they have to meet. Otherwise, it's the end of Marty. Yeah, they have to kiss uh, at, yeah. this, the, at this the uh, enchantment under the sea. The enchantment under the sea dance. Yeah, so see, I'm glad you uh, see. I'm hoping you're popping in with all the details. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, so they they go in and they do this, and uh, you know Biff. Being drunk, he comes in. He takes uh, Marty out of the picture because they originally they were going to stage a fight. Yeah, and that that kind of scene was kind of 
the really interesting part too when uh, George and Marty are sitting there talking about the plan for the night. Yeah, because he's going to you know fill up his mom and yeah, exactly. He's willing to do this to, to save himself. To save his own skin is like okay, uh, I gotta do this, uh, yeah, and he's so reluctant to do it. He doesn't want to do it. Exactly. And lo and behold, thank God, you know, get him out of there. If it's a man, and then you get to that the scene before Biff jumps in though, where. Marty's like, okay, you want to park? Uh, and she's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and he finds out that his mom was naughty. She was a hoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's like, and, but then she's starting to... Not really a hoe, but she... <laughs> there's something a little off about Lorraine. Uh, yes. Lorraine, naughty, naughty. Yes. Uh, but uh, there's there's that part where when she kisses him, there's there's a the thing where she realizes... He places it in her mind. Yeah, there's something, you know, it's almost like the time has a little thing that says, this is wrong. This is icky. No. Yeah, yeah, and she goes, I don't know, I have a feeling like I'm kissing my brother. I can't explain it. So there's there's something that that's clicking that she knows is wrong. Yeah. And then that's when Biff comes, takes uh, Marty out of the picture, and then George enter George McFly, who believes that this is just all part of the plan. Okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to say, hey, you get your hands off of her. And lo and behold, oh, he's face to face with Biff, the real bully, the real pain the in monster. the ass of his life. <laughs> yeah. He goes, walk away, McFly, and he goes to do it. But then something incredible happens. It clicks in his mind where Biff throws him into basically like an arm bar mm-hmm. but Lorraine jumps on his back to get him off but he shoves, shoves her off which lights a fire in George's head like mm-hmm. don't do that and he cracks him one. Oh, a big one which one of my favorite things to watch right now is yeah. CinemaSins Oh yeah, and the cinema sense for Back to the Future. Uh-huh. I recently watched again. Oh, because he can't. You know. There's the, they point out the first punch where Biff grabs his arm and puts him in the arm bar. Uh-huh. Not telegraphed at all. He no. th- tries to throw the punch. Biff grabs him. Yes. George goes for the big punch, the haymaker, the the money maker yeah. punch. Totally telegraphs it. <laughs> yeah, like he clinches up. This is movie time, though, so... Yeah, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. But I like that. cracks him and drops him. It's like, huh. But it's a beautiful scene. It's, it is. It, it, it lights that fire. It gets them to where they need to be on the mm-hmm. dance floor. Yeah. Where the redhead douchebag jumps in. Oh, yeah. And, and then he goes... And this is where Marty is actually starting to fade. Yeah. He is starting to fade. And then uh, George, because he's gotten a little bit of a backbone from yeah. beating up Biff... He walks up to the guy and goes, excuse me, shoves him down, and then... Kisses her. Yeah, kisses her, and then Marty is fine, and all three of us... I thought it would have been funny, and this would have been ridiculous, if two more kids... Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the picture, you know? Well, that's our family guy mind. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know what? It was funny. It should have been like two more brothers or another sister or yeah. something where it's just like... Or the, the extra assemblies pop up, and Marty looks up going, what the... What?! Yeah, I didn't want that. <laughs> no, I yeah, I expected that, but I was happy with, you know, he returned everything normal, and then he's about to now after after okay, he's his future is set because his his mom and his dad are together. But he has to show off a little bit too with the uh, oh, with, with the Johnny B. Good, one of the greatest dance numbers. Yeah, and, you know, but yeah. also too, we learn from the DVDs, and just over time uh-huh. you learn. Michael J. Fox is playing that legitimately. He was. He's yeah. actually singing that song. And he can still play it now with Parkinson's. Yeah. And it, that, every time I hear that or see him play it and now. And that's not an easy feat. No, and I'm sitting there going like, I, I sometimes have to tie my shoes twice. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm like, you know, uh, yeah. God bless him. I mean, Michael J. Fox is one of my heroes. He, he's a badass. He is, he, honestly. He, he is. He's, yeah. he's a pimp. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he is a pimp. He's a badass. He's a badass motherfucker. He <laughs> is. He is. I, I love the guy. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's only four foot three. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy it's can Michael J. Fucking Fox. It's Michael J. Fucking Fox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, he. Uh, now, when he's. Now, now the, the big part. We're at the climactic yeah. part where he needs to get back to the future. He's got to be there, right, when the lightning. He needs enough power. So uh, you know, he needs the power to light the yeah. fire. Yeah, they have the to time it right because also too one of the um, the running sprinklings of truth throughout the movie or the, the running mm. things for the movie is the bell t- the clock tower. Yeah, the beginning of the movie when uh, Michael J. Fox Marty is sitting with his girlfriend talking about getting the truck and everything. They're interrupted by the lady saying, "Save the clock tower." Gives you all the exposition right there about the clock tower. Mm-hmm. It was struck by lightning, and we don't want them to change it. Yeah, there exactly. we go. Yeah, and it's all set. So you know, they got they got to intercept the lightning basically, yeah. 
you know, jar up the lightning and uh, get it to the, uh, try to figure out to get it to the DeLorean so it could send him yeah. back to the future. Yeah, which and is all, all through that sequence, too, we're getting all these, oh, God, what the fuck, what's going on? Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, because the cord the fell. Mistakes. The cord fell. Doc needs to go back there. All at the time, Marty leaves a letter to he's Doc. Fr- he's, he's, first first trying to tell him. he's first trying to tell him, like, hey, mm-hmm. you're going to get killed. In, in 1985, but Doc's always telling me, no, I don't want to know my own future. You cannot tell me this future. So he writes a letter yeah, he and slips it. Don't. And then he goes and tears it up because yeah. he finds it. He goes, what is the meaning of this? This is one of the things that causes the problem. Instead of him going, you know, to get himself in position, yeah. he, go, he, he, he yells at him because he goes, why did you give me this letter? I refuse to accept the responsibility. Yeah. And he tears up the letter and then he goes, no, you got to go now. You get into position. I'm going to reconnect this wire yeah, that just got... But he still tries to tell a little bit more, but then it just gets to the point where he's like, he can't, he can't, he can't do it. There's no choice. But then he gets the idea, idea to, I'm, like, I'm just going to go back ten more minutes yeah. and warn him. Another thing that I was pointing out, he actually went back eleven. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's fun though. And, so and, but then the car stalls. The car stalls. So we got tension. Yeah. Oh my god. It's my good tension. Oh, that's that, great. The entire sequence at the end is just like, oh, oh my god. god. Not only with the, with Marty struggling with the car, but Doc struggling with the yeah. wires. So finally, I love this part when he connects the one wire. Another one disconnects from the bottom. The tree branch breaks in. Yes, breaks in. This is one of the, my favorite parts. Is the part where Doc looks at it and goes. Oh! And zip lines down. Yes, and then he, uh, uh, you know, Marty's going by. He hits the lightning, and he, uh, Doc, connects the thing just in time. He gets for launched the, about twenty feet. No. Yeah, but he gets there he gets just it. in time for the lightning to get there to send him back uh, to the future. The new future. The, yes, that, that, and that's where where we're getting there. Yeah, because you get to anyway. the paradox of. Uh, after Marty sees his dad punch out Biff, he mentions it to oh, Doc. Doc. He goes, and he's he, never defended himself. He's never in life. Doc kind of pauses. He knows something's going to change, but it you can kind of tell because we know. Well, I don't think it's because of time. I think he even knows, like, if it was going to be a negative outlook, mm-hmm. I would tell you. But you know what? No. No, it is because he, kno- he knows something's he, up. He knows so that it's going to be my better. Yeah, he goes, my dad's never defended himself against Biff ever in his life. And he goes, never? And he goes, what, what, is there something wrong? He goes, never mind. Yeah. Like that. And, and he it's just, that quick second thought. It, I, like I said. I, I didn't catch that the first time around. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's because time restraints. I think he's more just, <coughs> hmm. He's just, or he's even like, I know about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose this memory. I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering to myself, where is this going to lead? Yeah. Because it's not going to be anything negative unless they get back to 1985 and George Truman flies Hitler. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll get to that later. And then Uh. then, uh, they show Marty talking to Doc going, "Uh, my dad's Hitler. He's like, yeah, we got to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That that would have been a good setup for another sequel. He's like a dictator. But um, he goes uh, back in time, of course, the DeLorean stalls again, and he can't get to Doc in time. Doc gets shot again. Yeah, you know, so he goes up to the lifeless body of uh, Doc, and he just and his eyes shoot open. Yeah, and Doc gets up and he goes, "How? How?" And he opens up, and he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Yes, and he goes, "Well, how did you know?" And the part of the brilliance that they talk about. Uh, Doc, he he taped. He decided to tape the leather back, the letter back together. Yes, he knew something. He, he either he knew something was going to happen. He just like had a feeling like he's pretty adamant about what's going to happen. Maybe I should. Yeah. Or we never really see Marty take the video camera back. No, we don't. But he didn't exactly record the show. I think he recorded at least Olivia. A little bit of it. He goes, look at Lori. Well, he did. He, he did. He gets to the part. He goes. Oh my god, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! And he keeps winding to that part. Yeah. Run for it, Marty! So we don't exactly know. Maybe Marty's running with the camera behind him? Yeah, well, yeah. We, yeah. we, we, we don't know, but he, the thing is, he's already... He, he already he's, knows that there's something wrong. He takes the point. precaution. Yeah, at that point. So then when he goes, well, what about all that talk about ruining the space-time continuum? And well, Doc says, well, I figured, what the hell? Yeah. And I thought that was great. So then Doc... Um, is all stocked up, and he decides he goes. Oh, I'm going to go. You know, 20 years in the future, yeah. nice round number. Yeah. So he go. He goes to 2015. Yeah. <laughs> Next year for us. Next year for us. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes. Where the Where the hell are the flying? Li- we're going to. Where's our hoverboard? I want my hoverboard. I want my freaking hoverboard, and I want my power laces. Yes. And my jacket that dries itself. We want a lot of shit. Yeah. 
I want it now. Coming in 2015 in Northern California. They got one year to get this going. Yeah. Yeah. So, jump on it. Yeah. Maddie collectors. Yeah. So <laughs> but, uh, Maddie collectors. If they could just do a uh, hoverboard to mount on a wall, I'd buy it. Uh, yeah, they have. Yeah. Oh, they have? They have. Fuck. Yeah, so you got uh, got to look it up. But a lot of people dissed it because it wasn't screen It wasn't accurate. a hoverboard. <laughs> well, they say something about screen accuracy or oh, something fuck like that. But it, it, they call it the hoverboard fiasco, and I'm like, God, were you guys expecting it to fucking hover? You're supposed to display it. Yeah, I, I killed it to be able to display it. Just display it. But yeah. that's more back to the future, too. <laughs> hey, no problem. We'll get there. Yeah. We're, get, we're going to get there. We have a series of episodes. All right. right. So, at the very end, now that he, uh, you know, George McFly, we're in the future set. where he... <laughs> Rua said he, he laid out Biff. Okay. Um, Marty wakes up. And he sees that um, his um, sister... Uh, I, I guess his sister's not a, uh, a carb-counting count, psycho. Yeah, and his, his other brother... brother is in an office. Yeah, not wearing the fast food gear. Uh-huh. The house is nice. The house is very nice. He, and then his mother and father walk in. His mother looks great. She's yeah. thin because she was wearing a kind of a quasi fat suit yeah. uh, in the beginning yeah. of the movie. Uh, but she looks uh, great and thin. And of course, George McFly, he's, he's got pimp. his hair all slicked. He looks all pimp. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's a successful writer. Yeah, now. we get his first book as uh, Biff, but now the auto detailer. Yeah, the auto detailer. Squirrely, uh, Weasley. Yeah, who now speaks with a higher register. Yeah. Oh, Marty, uh, uh, I wanted to show you this auto detailing. Uh, I'm just putting it there. I mean, yeah. he sounds more like, um, you know, uh, Barney Fife. More of the brilliance of Tom Wilson. Uh, I love that. And so, yeah, yeah, he, he's doing a Barney Fife thing as opposed to, hey, butt it. Yeah, know? exactly. And so, um, more, more of his range. Again. Yeah, exactly. Everything has changed for the better. And then we get, bam, Doc Brown comes back from the future, uh, and uh, tells Marty he the skin off and oh he doesn't pull the skin off until uh, no, number two sorry no problem but we've discovered that the car has got a new addition like uh, Mr. Fusion he does not need plutonium it yeah. takes garbage yeah. and will convert it to power exactly and then we get the new license plate also too yeah the barcode and then the classic line of where we're going we don't need road hover conversion <laughs> yep the car turns out it scales off it flies towards the camera and then we get uh, our, our we get um, to be continued. To be continued if you got a VHS. Yes, but in theaters it wasn't a to be continued. No, because they thought it was going to just be a one shot, one shot movie. Yeah. And then it exploded. Yeah, it did. It became a phenomenon. And like, uh, um, I remember in some of the behind the scenes stuff from the DVD for Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox yeah. is talking about um, after Back to the Future's during Back to the Future's opening weekend, his family took a vacation to London. Mm-hmm. And he was getting calls like left and right, going like, "Oh my god, you can't believe how much well this movie's doing." And he he kind of brushes it off as like, "Whatever, whatever, whatever." Mm-hmm. But then he comes back to America and realizes Back to the Future is a phenomenon. A phenomenon. It's the movie. It is the movie of the year, mm-hmm. and that's what leads to this brilliance that is this franchise. It, it is because, and I think that was one of the smart things. This is now Matrix. I don't think Matrix did it too well. Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions—they were filmed around the same uh, time. Yeah, and they leave a lot to the imagination. It was just uh, like a rush. I to get have those a very love hate with uh, Matrix. Same here, but I do not have a love hate. I have a strictly love for the Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah. When they put these two movies out, two and three, which we will discuss and later, later. Why not? Later, but I just want to put this out there. They decided to put two and three out. At the same time, you know, two, and then a couple months later, yeah, three well, they, well, they filmed them back to back. Also, they filmed them back to back, and it was just really well thought out. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, we will get more onto it as we discuss yeah. the franchise. Yeah, but closing off number one, wow, uh, you, you know what? Hold on that wow for just a second. There's a really big piece of uh, you know trivia. That I forgot to mention, you know, regarding this first movie, and it's a big one. Yeah, it's a. Um, it's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's kind of a. Okay. I hope you know an aspect. Yeah, I hope you know where I'm going. Eric Stoltz. Yeah, the the wonderful cast and the wonderful movie that we have almost wasn't what it was going yeah, to be. Exactly. And um, uh, Eric's now. The, 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 can you uh, can you elaborate on yeah. that? Yeah. Well, initially when they first. Uh, were developing the movie, the production, and everything for Back to the Future. They did want Michael J. Fox, but unfortunately, his commitments towards family ties mm-hmm. pulled him away from it. Right. 
so it went through its production hell and everything, and they brought in Eric Stoltz as it. There's actual footage on like the Blu-ray. He's actually and been the DVD. filmed, yeah, it, alongside uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, and those scenes. I mean, these scenes, the opening shots where he's looking around 1955. Yeah. these scenes were already shot. Yeah, it wasn't working, and they even Eric Stoltz, if I remember correctly, was like. I know I'm not the right one for this. Well, thank God. I mean, the thing is, I like Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz is an amazing actor. He's another amazing actor, but I do agree with uh, like one of the things. I- I'm glad he realizes that he wasn't like right for this feel because it could have been a whole different movie. It, it was a different tone with Cause, Eric Stoltz. Because Eric Stoltz, he, he would have played it straight. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, like I said, like Eric Stoltz, but it could have been a different movie. But when you um, when you had when whatever red tape they cut or whatever he decided yeah. to do, you know, um, yeah, they went back to the drawing board with the production, and that opened up the opportunity for Michael J. Fox to come in. As I, we said before, he did the whole like round the clock schedule, basically. Exactly, and that's so what we he got with it and all that. And it's a good thing he did. I mean, considering how he was working the twenty four hours, yeah. you know, the twenty four hour work schedule, <clears throat> it. It, it, it worked to a benefit because I think we wound up with a much better film. Exactly. And, and I'm not dissing Eric Stoltz. Oh, yeah. Still no. not dissing him. It's, that one, it really shocks me when I saw, like, the different... The test the, footage the, and the, stuff. The different test footage, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. And um, then that, that, that basically could lead us to the now delayed, wow, but now... Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was, honestly, a wow. It was a wow. And, um, it, and I will say, I think... Uh, with, with with that production, you know, uh, a problem and stuff like that, I would say it's a miracle. Yeah, it's definitely a miracle. And like we said before, Back to the Future is that miracle of a movie. <clears throat> it is that touchstone movie. It's that milestone movie where movies changed after that. They did. And yeah. it was all new style. And, and uh, oh, one thing I can say, uh, seeing it in theaters again, and this is just the one movie, and I'm not talking about the whole franchise, even though I feel the same about the entire franchise, this one movie... Stands alone. I mean, it's it still holds up. Yeah, this uh, one movie. If you watch just this one, you don't need to yeah. watch the other ones. But I sure like to. Yeah, it was like when we went inside at there's within like a couple feet of us parting ways for the day. You're like, I'm going to go home and watch two and three now. Yeah, just because I knew that they were there. I I just enjoy. I found myself just re-enjoying the first movie all over again. Exactly. And I can't every single time I pop it in. I sit down. And I just enjoy the movie. Yeah, and you learn something new, honestly, each time. Every time. It's a treat. It is a treat. And to, I guess, uh, go deeper into those treats, Mm -hmm. I think it's time for our trivia. All right. There's a lot to look through here, so just give us a minute. Uh, I guess to start it off, uh, the script, the uh, original script was rejected 40 times before it was finally greenlit. I kind of wish that one would go deeper into it. It Was it just the script was rejected? Was the cast not right? What exactly well, was keeping it from happening? Well, it's in the, the script, so I wonder if they made cuts, or did they just go to 40 different production companies and go, we want to do this script, and they're like, no. They're like, Screw you. One thing I'm thinking of, maybe the tech wasn't there yet. That's true. You know, Maybe they were thinking too high, mm-hmm. high concept when it was in the 80s where the technology wasn't where it should be. Exactly. And they had to, I really wouldn't say dumb it down, but put it to the point where it's like okay this is doable yeah exactly now granted there's there's some great special effects shots in that first film yeah um not not enough to counter it's like hey we, we, this could have been done in 81 it yeah. could have been done yeah. uh, with with a little bit of tidbits but what they wound up doing is well iconic yeah exactly um and uh, a lot of time was put in there so you know, it being rejected 40 times before it was finally greenlit, the greenlit, you know, is like, okay, we can move forward with this now. Um, you know, I just, I don't feel like they make this kind of, um, you know, um, connection uh, when they make movies anymore. You they know, don't. Kind of it's effort. definitely, it's, it's not like, this is, like you said, they don't make that effort because somebody probably brings in a script, they look at it and go, we can make money on this, let's do this. Not even looking at quality, it's more, oh, we can get money out of this exactly, and that's why a lot of people go to the indie films because at least okay, here's here's thought. Not yeah. much money backing it, but there's thought. Like our most recent, uh, our upcoming, why not? Uh huh. With the, uh, Grand Theft Parson. Right. Very small movie, but really well done. But yeah. But yeah, now movies are kind of like, ooh, cash cows. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, that bastard. Yeah, they want they want to create franchises. Yeah. Like Saw stuff like that. And they, it's not even franchises they want to create; they just want to create money. Right. 
It's and all about it's, money. It's, and I know money, movies have always been in a money-making business, but I wouldn't really exactly look at Back to the Future, you know, look yeah. at it and go, oh, yeah, this is going to make us millions. Yeah, exactly. I really don't see that. Yeah, but luckily it does there, there was that studio that went, yeah, let's go with the script. Yeah, so we're lucky. Yeah, the, the next uh, trivia is kind of a random one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, I guess, uh, get uh, choose which part you want to believe on it. Crispin Glover has claimed to only have seen this movie once. Mm-hmm. After its release, and then mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, Christopher Lloyd has mentioned that anytime he stumbles across this movie when it's playing like on a channel or anything like that, he'll sit down and watch. Well, you know, I think that's pretty awesome. I was thinking at first, I'm like, well, uh, you know, Chris, you're you're doing great in movies. I yeah. mean, you you probably, I'm sure you've invested well. Can't you afford to? I don't know. Uh, uh, put out some money for the Blu-ray. Well, I'm sure he owns it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. He owns it, but he doesn't sit down and watch it. Well, that's, that's a, a narcissistic thing, right? Well, that's the whole thing too. Like Ghostbusters for you. Yeah. If it's like on uh, VH1 or something, they're showing Ghostbusters. I will sit down and watch yeah. it. And but you own it. <laughs> you're right. You're yeah. Right. And the thing is, I will do the same thing at Back to the Future's on TV as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's also too, like I said, like with Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is showing a lot. And the fact, so the fact that um, that it can capture Christopher Lloyd's attention, yeah, you know, I mean, I can see him just enjoying himself. Oh, great, Scott! Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of showing like Crispin Glover though too. The dude is a creative guy, and we will go more into his issues with Back to the Future and Back to the Future Two. Why not? Oh uh, yeah, I but didn't hear you, that. Can, you can kind of you can probably kind of guess with Crispin Glover the fact that he's probably only watched it once is because he's probably still kicking himself. Yeah, for not being involved. Yeah, uh, for 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 a big portion there. I mean, during the 1980s, he was a crazy dude, wasn't he? He's still wasn't crazy he? now. Oh, he's still crazy now. <laughs> yeah, I know he was. Uh, I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, he was like rocking the punk star hair. And didn't he say, "Come on, come on, let's go outside"? Well, and David Letterman go, "Come on, come on, I'll drop kick your ass or something." Yeah, like that. He, he, he had the torn up jeans and shit. Yeah. Didn't he do? Yeah, uh, I think he showed up on Letterman one time in a dress. Wow. Yeah, and he's he's a kooky dude. Mm, he's uh, starting to play more uh, himself in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, or, or like you see him like pop up in those random roles, like in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. He plays the bellhop. Oh my god! And now you've just given me a reason to own the goddamn movie. Yeah. Well, it's not like a huge role, but he does those type of roles like that, like Charlie's Angels, because you know he's probably like at Charlie's Angels, like this is not what I do. No, I'm an artist. <laughs> he he is an artist, but he it's like how Sonnenberg, Steven Sonnenberg, he'll make that big blockbuster movie like when he was doing o- the Ocean's movies. Yeah, he'll make those big money making movies, get his nut, and do his small movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what Christian Glover does to his extreme. He'll go work on like Hot Tub Time Machine or uh, Charlie's Angels, get the check, and throw it into whatever the fuck he's doing at that time. Well, he has like one movie he's always been sh- chopping around. Nobody will touch it. He does. Like these roadshow presentations of it, where it, the cast is all people with Down syndrome. Oh wow! Yeah, and it, I've seen clips of it where I'm like, "You want to see good on you? You want to see the craziest Crispin Glover movie? Check out Simon Says." That's a weird one. Yes, it, 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 it is. It, I think today it is the craziest Crispin Glover movie I have ever seen. Okay, you got a new one? I do have another one. Christopher Lloyd. Always wanted to do one more movie in which Marty and Doc Brown time traveled back to ancient Rome. They kind of they kind of hinted with that with the behind the scenes featurettes and everything. Yeah, where like where they were going to take like the the mm-hmm. two and three. Yeah, or they were thinking like ancient Rome or something. Or like the that. Dark Ages. They yeah. even they even touch on that. Even um, you know because I know they wanted to send them uh, back in the uh, time of. Uh, you know the knights. Yeah, uh, they want. They were. They did play with that, and they even uh, toy with that in the uh, uh, back in Back to the Future Three. Doc Brown quickly says, "Well, there's worse places to be in the West. I could have wound up in the Dark Ages." So it was exactly. one of the places they were playing. They had to burn me as a heretic. <laughs> yeah, and that was actually one of the plot lines that was going to that they were shelling out before they agreed on what they had for two and three. Yeah, which I'm, which is why I'm, I'm happy with what they. Yeah, they did really great with all those. Um, I'm going to combine two real quick because the first one's going to be mm-hmm. uh, kind of a fast one, kind of a funny one, and uh-huh. then another one will probably be a good conversation going. Uh, Biff's cat tra- catch oh, phrases sh- make like a tree and get out of here and butthead were improv by Tom Wilson. Oh God! Uh, which so is funny because you, only, that. you can only imagine they probably did have the full line make like a tree and leave, and he's probably mm-hmm. like Biff wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Biff would 
mess it up. <laughs> yeah, because he's an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. But that was very smart. That was actually very smart. Yes, it, it, very you smart. You can tell decision. the actor he is. And it's one of the biggest things, the biggest joke that carried on to the rest of the thing. Yeah. Is the um, the denseness of the tannin bloodline. Exactly. Mad Dog Cannon. So he, cre- <laughs> he created that. Yeah. Just by, he's like, oh, let me, let me just make him a little bit of an idiot, and it graced yeah, the yeah. rest of the timeline. Well, I was talking to some people online when I was making my way through the trilogy one time, and I posted this thing like, Tom Wilson is awesome in Back to the Future, and somebody actually put mm-hmm. it the best way. He's the secret weapon of Back to the Future. Yes. Yeah. Tom Wilson is, if, there were, if Tom Wilson did not play Biff, they'd lose so much of the heart of the movie. Yes. Yeah, and then um, the, the other one I was going to mention too, like we were talking about, was the test screen mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the the Zemeckis and the production company's like, "Don't tell them it's a comedy," and <laughs> yeah. they wanted to see the audience's reaction. And the fact that when they were sending Einstein back to the future or through time and everything, uh, the audience kind of got tensed up because they weren't exactly sure what the fuck was about to happen. Yeah, they thought something bad, like I uh, like the fly. Yeah, like maybe when the dog came out from the other side, it's going to be two inside out, out. Yeah, or inside <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> And that that really doesn't happen too much in movies anymore, yeah. especially in the idea of test audiences and everything mm-hmm. like that. Because it's like we said, it's so much about the money. It's so much about making sure the audience is happy with. Yeah, the movie. But they'll just put out whatever it is. They don't bother with test audiences yeah. much. No, they do test audiences, like, but they I do it for the factor. Okay. You know, they do it for the factor of money. They money. want to make sure it's a money maker. Ah. Like right now, Jupiter ascending. The next movie from the Wachowski siblings mm-hmm. um, is being delayed because of poor test audiences. And there's certain directors and everything out there, like Kevin Smith. He basically refuses to test audiences now because he doesn't like them. It so acts backwards. And Eli Roth put it the best one time. Like they were given the scores of after I think it was ho- the first Hostel, and they're like, "This movie scored really badly." And he's like, "It's a horror movie. It's <laughs> supposed to score badly. You're not supposed to leave a horror movie being all giddy." And no. If you're leaving a horror movie that way, you, you, you need to be arrested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I got a fun one that I just stumbled upon here. Yeah. Okay. When Robert Zemeckis was trying to sell the idea of this film, one of the companies he approached was Disney, who turned it down because they thought that the story of a mother falling in love with her son, all bite by a twist of time travel, was too risque for a film under their banner. Yeah. In fact, Disney was the only company to think the first was, was uh, the first was risque. All other companies said that the film was not risque enough. Compared to the teen comedies at the time, Fast yeah. Times at Richmond High, Revenge of the Nerds. Um, you so know, they're wanting tits, and they're yeah. wanting more. <laughs> they wanted a hot tum time machine. Yeah. Oh, and here's a, here's this is a fun one for me for for us that like to build our own shit sometimes. Yeah. After the film's release, body kits were made for DeLoreans to make them look like the time machine. Oh, that's that's synergy right there. Oh, it is, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, there, there, there is there's so much there's more. There's so much more here. Uh, d- 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 okay, let me. Uh, okay, let me throw this one out here. Yeah. In the entire Back to the Future trilogy, the present date is October 26, 1985. 2015 is the future. 1885 and 1955 are the past. Exactly 25 years later, on October 26, 2010, the entire Back to the Future trilogy was released on Blu-ray in the 25th. Anniversary edition. That's cool. Doesn't it just kind of blow your mind? Yeah, it it, is, <laughs> it blows your mind, but you also know yeah. it's like it deserves all of it. It does. Yeah, it does. Uh, there is too much trivia to cover. All of it is gold, and I, I just um, the, the, those right there are just really the tip. They're not even. They're, they're not the full shaft. Yeah, they're not even the cherry. Yeah. So um, the the cherry on this wonderful Sunday. So. Yeah. Um, just you know, go on IMDb, look them up. It, it, there is there's a lot to this one movie. Oh, and, and but also to to expound on the future episodes for us, it's going to be a lot more on the franchise because we will be doing oh yeah why not on Back <clears throat> to the Future two and Back to the Future three yeah culminating into a group discussion of yeah. the cross examination of this beautiful franchise. Yeah, I'm just trying not to repeat myself. So that being said, thank you, Back to the Future. If you know it, watch it. And uh, to end our why not, uh, we would like to uh, recommend uh, um, a few uh, Michael J. Fox films. Yes. Uh, should I start off? Yeah, go ahead and start off. All right, I'll start off with Greedy. Great one. 
Mm -hmm. One of my favorite actors, uh, Phil Hartman, is in that movie. Oh, yes. yes. Great, great. Uh, another one, uh, my recommendation, first recommendation, uh, Michael J. Fox wasn't in the movie for too long, but still all around great movie, great cast. Well, he, movie. And he was golden for those couple minutes yeah. before he was vaporized. <laughs> vaporized. Mars Attacks. Yes, I had to. I had to talk about that one there. I would have. That was going to be one of my recommendations, but I had a feeling you'd do it too. Yes. Um, uh, I would like to go with uh, blah, 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 Secret to My Success. Oh, another really oh, great one. Very good one. Yeah. The next one up is one of my honestly one of my personal favorites, like all time favorites. It's one movie I would I can watch multiple times. Mm -hmm. Is Doc Hollywood. Oh yeah, it's a great little subtle movie, and Julie Warner's freaking hot in that boot. Yeah, she's hot throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I just I'd live in a small town if I had somebody there like her. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but also too, it's just a really nice, simple movie. It was, it was, and uh, you know he's he's golden in that. Um, yeah. uh, Frighteners. Uh, that, that was another one that was going to be on my list uh, that yeah, I figured you were going to say. Yeah, of course, it's got a little Ghostbuster element to it. Yeah, and not to mention. Um, uh, uh, well, he's just terrific in it, and this one marks the spot where he, this is the last time you would see him on screen for a little while yeah. in a major motion picture. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I guess to cap my list off, uh, it's still a good one. It's not as good as Frighteners, but it's a good one. It's one of the rare Michael J. Fox R movie, R rated movies, uh -huh. The Hard Way. Oh, that him. was great. James Woods. Him and James Woods, he's playing an actor, uh, Shadow in a Cop, and he gets yeah. mixed into this whole That is world. one of my favorites. It's a cool movie. It is. So I think I would like to recommend uh, uh, Greedy, Life with Mikey. Uh, oh, Life with Mikey is another yeah, good one. Yeah. I'm, you know, the thing is, I'm about to go off the street here. You know what? If there is a... Go on his IMDb. If you... If there is a movie with Michael J. Fox in it that you haven't seen, go ahead and see it because that mother... That guy has not made a bad movie yeah. in his life. Honestly, and it's... He really has This may be a why not, but honestly, if you have to ask why not about Michael J. Fox... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, you're obviously not a fan. You know, like I said, I have I, I have calculated. I've, I've looked through his IMDb. There is not a movie that he's done that I hate. Yeah. I love all of his movies. Yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, uh, that's that's what I'll say. It's like I, that's what I recommend. I recommend all Michael J. Fox movies. Yes. <laughs> and that's been why not.